1: What's good? Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora boys are in the building. I got my energy back. That's right. Brought to you by Anora Whiskey, and It is that premium American whiskey, anorawiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so.
2: Responsibly.
1: Man, left. Fantastic weekend. I have tons of stuff to get to. How are you feeling, bro?
2: Feeling great, man. Back to start the week on top. And uh, we're here again, man, getting closer to all things football, especially in the spring. So,
1: yes, this morning, five-star defensive tackle, Chicago, Illinois, St. Ignatius College Prep, Justin Scott said he'll be visiting Notre Dame this upcoming weekend on the 25th. I'll be in town. Uh, that'll be right after the pro day. Second practice of the weekend. I mean, second practice of the spring. The first practice is Wednesday. So we'll be there. I'm sure at some point we'll cross paths. DAP. Uh, We're not exactly allowed to talk to recruits when they're on campus. But you best believe once he uh, leaves campus, you best believe we're going to have the inside info on how the visit went. He'll all also be there with five-star tight end Jaden Riddell out of St. Louis. So this is a huge recruiting weekend for Notre Dame. We'll give you the inside intel. I text with him this morning. Got a little uh, information. We'll share that with you. Don't forget, tap in with Irish Breakdown. Brian Driscoll, and Ryan Roberts right after our show. I'm sure they'll get to That's that. Right. The pot of gold, 25 offers that went out this weekend. Myself and Left will be back tomorrow with our top five offers that were given out Mm. on Friday. Our top five offers, the top five kids that we feel like, yo, Notre Dame has to reel in these situations. And it's funny because, in my opinion, Notre Dame dropped the ball because when they sent out the pot of gold last year, Justice Scott didn't receive one. Mm, in, my, in my opinion that was <laughs> once again this recruitment in my opinion should be over mm-hmm. Should flat out should be done but and it almost was done on january 31st and then he decided to forego that commitment date and do his due diligence so We'll get into some of the things we talked about we'll get into why it was important because after talking to him understanding that he was going to take visits he'll probably visit georgia he'll visit ohio state again and he'll visit michigan because michigan ohio state notre dame were his top three yeah before georgia came a calling with their offer in january so those will be the visits he, he'll do his due diligence and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show dive into it shout out to nail ivy let me tell you something tremendous coaching job regardless Nobody. of whether or not the games were at home at purcell pavilion down your best player olivia miles would not be available for the tournament and once again she guys know the name to the sweet 16 and it's impressive because they went from a perimeter team with Olivia Miles and Centron, and now they've pounded the they man it's Westfall and Ebo on the inside. they pounded the ball in the paint. Great win, gritty win yesterday. And yo, I'm salute!
2: You, I'm telling you,
1: salute I'm to her.
2: You. I'm telling you, look, don't let her win one.
1: Salute! Don't let her win one. Salute. I see Notre Dame. I see in the chat Notre Dame fans are still in their feelings. Look, I understand, man. Seeing Brandon Hillman commit the note to uh, Michigan over the weekend, it stung a little bit. It did. It it stung a little bit. It stung a little bit, but it is what it is. Notre Dame is Notre Dame. We're going to get to that as well. You weren't with us on Friday, but Cam, And this is going to lead to the LL question of the day. Cam McDaniel said something, and he said, maybe Notre Dame fans need to change their perspective. Mm. So, So the LL question of the day, Notre Dame fans, would you be cool with one national championship every 10 years? Would you be okay if Notre Dame won one national championship every 10 years? l question of the day because you know for a while there i was greedy i I wanted two and three years i wanted two and five
2: i think for marcus freeman no before if we had like i think with marcus freeman i think two or three would be amazing but i would like marcus freeman not be there for 10 years and win one at this point? I mean, at it, this point, yes. But uh, but ideally, it would be nice to see in 10 years he leave with two or three.
1: I mean, that would – yeah. Forget leaving. What you leaving for? You got two or three? Where you going? To the NFL?
2: Oh, I mean, shoot. Go anywhere at that point. It depends. I mean, is Notre Dame going to pay him. If he win two or three, that's the question.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Doma Wap says, absolutely. Brian Loftus, thank you for tapping in. At this point, yes, man, it's been 35 years. Coach Vick said, yes, until we get that one. Uh, Anthony O said, nope, I want to win every year. Who else do we have old grim thank you for tapping in he said he wants one every six years
2: it's pretty good one every six that's 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 to keep you relevant enough
1: anthony Solomon says one every five isn't too much to ask correct
2: that's not too much to ask i think if you win one every five that means your recruiting cycle is is pretty consistent
1: yeah yep i agree with that apple podcast spotify also youtube lucky lefty channel don't forget to subscribe smash that like button for us all of our great content man it's every sunday don't forget to download the best of lucky lefty cfb nation iris breakdown this week's version of best of lucky lefty was our interview with the slippery fox chris fink the slippery fox himself Go over there to Irish Breakdown and download that. If you didn't drop that, we drop the best of every Sunday morning at Saturday. 9 a.m. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty podcast, home of a misguided passion. You already know
3: we spit it different.
1: <laughs> Double down said, Hell yes, it's been since 1988.
2: It's been a good minute,
1: dude. Let's see who else. Uh, Richard Powell, thank you for tapping in. I would accept one every 10, provided we were top four every year of those 10. That means we're seriously competing for every one for one every year.
2: Yeah, okay, Not let's bad. see.
1: Kendrick, he, I'm good with one every 10 years as long as we're contenders every year. What well, heck, contenders means you make it into the playoff, right? Because the playoff is about to expand. Yeah. And Notre Dame more than likely is going to be able, they don't feel the pressure with the expansion to have to go undefeated now every year. Would you back off the schedule, left? If you were Jack Swarbrick, and you don't have that pressure to have a tremendous schedule without the conference affiliation, and now you can actually lose a game and still get into the playoff, would you lessen the difficulty of the schedule moving forward?
2: I think if, if I'm Jack Swarbrick, you would want to maintain that level of strength uh, to pull the attraction throughout the season. I do believe that uh, it keeps recruiting up when you continue to keep up competitive games. I mean, I can speak personally. I love the fact that the schedule was the way it was because I wanted to play the best teams around the country instead of just thinking, oh, I got to go SEC Mm -hmm. or, oh, I got to go Big Ten exclusively. So being able to uh, have that, we're not just playing Tulane and North Texas every week. We're playing formidable teams that's worth watching on TV. I think that playing top competition throughout the regular season uh, is really good. Not only for the the program, but it's good for the kids to, uh, you know, get a chance to see their level of expertise and their level of uh, play compared to other talented teams that, you know, could be their homeboys that go to other top schools or uh, teams that are really competitive in the year. I think adding strength to the schedule will be even better, uh, regardless of the playoff system, especially having the confidence of what Marcus Freeman is bringing to the the program and, and how he's building it. that is, I think it would be good to have these games because it would make our – prospects better and continue that NFL pipeline that we have.
1: I can see that. You know, I think with the we've talked about it before, right? Stanford going in the opposite direction. Should you drop them off especially with UCLA coming into the Big Ten with USC and you just alternate or just play home and away with USC and UCLA every year? Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, You can do that or you can just add maybe another Pac-12. Heck, throw Deion Sanders in Colorado on the schedule down the line. You know? I wouldn't mind going up there in the snow and kicking their tails. Yeah. Wouldn't mind it at all. So it should be very interesting to see how Notre Dame navigates things and whether or not they choose to take some of the tough games and add some Mid-tier games. Well, I don't want to say mid-tier, but I mean, you know, that's just that just goes against the brand, though. You know, Notre Dame is all about playing a tough national schedule, and that is the brand. That's the brand. That's that's part of the pitch of recruiting as well. So,
2: yeah, you don't want to lose that edge that you have as Notre Dame, being a powerhouse, playing other competitive teams. I mean, that's how they built. The resume as being quote unquote America's favorite team back when radio started. They were playing across the country teams, and uh, other fans were excited when Notre Dame came to your city because it brought the attention similar to now. I mean, we gave Ohio State one of their best games of the season uh, because we came to town, you know, and it was a night game, and LeBron came for us. So uh, I think it's something that uh, can be said that. That helps in recruiting. It helps uh, make the case of why being independent as Notre Dame and the brand is even uh, more valuable and worthwhile is because we're doing things on our own schedule. Uh, coming to Notre Dame, your schedule can look different every year. We had yeah. Texas one year, we got USC every year, we got LSU a year. I mean, you know, I think if you're a competitive athlete in high school, Notre Dame is no doubt one of the schedules that you're putting at your top three, you know, off the bat. I know two SEC schools have probably been there. I feel like Ohio State loses in recruiting because of their schedule a little bit, and um, and I think it does have some negative impact when the only games that people are caring about uh, are the, the game at the end of the year and maybe at the game at the beginning of the year. But, you know, I think it's interesting.
1: Let me write this down. 1432. <laughs> Malik gets us to go viral on Ohio State websites again. I love it. I love it. I love it, baby. You keep us going. You keep us tagged in to Ohio State. Just, Ohio State fans. Boy, I love it. Keep doing it. We love, love you. Hell. We love you, Buckeye fans. This Aguas for you.
2: I'm just, but But seriously, I mean, Alabama keeps consistent recruiting throughout the 10 years or so that they've been doing it because the the strength of schedule and the fact that, yeah, they play at Sam Houston State or whatever, but it's the SEC. So you can sneak in some of them teams that Ohio State on a consistent basis. I mean, you know, I think Chase Young would have got more experience playing in the SEC, preparing for the NFL than one of the big 10 and just dominating Michigan tackles once every 11 games, and then going to the playoffs against a team outside of that scope in the Big Ten and looking regular, you know, against Trevor Lawrence in the game. So,
1: yeah,
2: it's interesting.
1: I got Coach Big Seven says something very interesting. He left. He said, Actually, I want the Tom Izzo status. Every four year player should play in at least one final four game. And that is something that has been part of his recruitment. Pitch is that every player that plays for me goes to a Final Four, and you have to feel pretty good hearing that as a recruit.
2: Think about how Alabama feels. Every every person that leaves here is leaving with a couple of rings. You're gonna get an SEC ring for sure.
0: Well, not the last
2: two years, but the last ten. You're gonna get a conference ring. Yeah, love them going to get a couple of them championship rings and you're going to have like 40 wins under your belt. <laughs> 30, 40 wins under your belt, 60 wins as a class, something ridiculous, you know. <laughs> and, and that's true. If you first, come in, and first
1: round status.
2: You coming in in 20, my year, you coming in 2014, 2013, you were out, Nick Saban was like telling me, he told me on the phone, he said, listen, come here, yeah. you're going to compete, but you're going to leave with some hardware and you're going to go to the league. And that's... Yeah. And right after that, I mean, you got Derrick Henry, you got, you know, all the monsters they got. So, that's the recruiting pitch I would love Marcus Freeman to say. Yeah, like, you come here, you're going to leave with a national championship. A couple of them. And saying that recruiting pitch for five years, ten years... It wasn't until lately where he's like, "Look, we're gonna be in in the running." Before right. he used to say, "We're winning it." Now he's saying, "We're in the running. We're gonna be in the in the last couple games." Marcus Freeman, you know, what a re, what an easy recruiting pitch. You probably wouldn't have to fly around that much. How much do you think Nick Saban's really flying around these days? Nick Saban
1: didn't even interview Tommy face to face in Tuscaloosa, <laughs> bro. Like. It, look, he he's on his he's on his Godfather stuff so heavy right now. It's it's crazy.
2: Cause all the recruits that I that I see in Alabama, they in his office taking oh, the picture. Facts. They, not, they they not catching Nick Saban at no part. Dude,
1: I haven't seen Nick Saban in a recruiting picture in like five years, bro. <laughs>
2: If you taking a picture with Saban, is in his office.
1: <laughs> that cat Saban just appears out of nowhere, like first day of spring practice. Like, oh snap, there's coach, there's coach, there's coach there, right there. there.
2: <laughs> you didn't see your strength coach the whole time, your position coach, maybe, but you ain't seen Saban to that. <laughs> Get the blow on the whistle,
1: Nick. <laughs> I mean, yo, but I mean, when you build the brand. To where it recruits itself. Oh, now yeah. I think he purposely, he purpose, he was very purposeful and intentional with this twenty three class because he knew that things were slipping and he saw how strong Georgia was getting. So it's personal for him now.
2: Oh right? yeah,
1: it's yeah, personal yeah, yeah. for him now, right? Because he lost to Kirby. He,
2: Georgia, yeah, he think about being Georgia.
1: He had never and lost and one of his Brian coaches. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. there
2: probably got Kelly circled on the schedule,
1: right? So <laughs> on the way, The SEC should definitely be very interesting, very interesting in two thousand twenty three. Oh, Lucky wait. Lefty podcast What's good.
2: Shout out Amir Carlisle, my okay. guy director of player personnel at nd now congratulations oh that's right i saw that yeah that's you
1: know look i'm gonna chop it up with him when i see him this weekend but that is huge huge that is huge did you know know. did you
2: know he was interviewing for the job i had listen last time i talked to me he was working on building this bank app for you know some super tech finance. Thing. Awesome,
1: awesome Notre Dame post football yeah. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Then
2: training, yeah, yeah, Kids with his dad type of deal, but man, I didn't even. And then he got it. You know, it's one thing to interview, <laughs> and then he got. It. <laughs> that's what the big ups come from getting it. You know, one thing that, thats why I'm pretty sure he wasn't talking too much about it because you know you—you don't want to hype it up like you—you you applying for it and not get it. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh Congratulations to him. Now all they got left is to open that GM position, and tell am to be on that computer. <laughs> Time to advocate. <laughs> Send in my reference letters. Yo.
1: So we have a hey, contact them, bro. We got to get them on before it's official. Official.
2: Yes. I mean, he got his name tag on the wall now. Yes. Yeah. Outside the office. I said, oh, shoot. So you, you, they call you Mr. Carlisle in the building.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so look here. Uh, until he changes his Twitter title, no. he's, he's fair game. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Until
1: call him. Let him know. We Facebook. need him on the show tomorrow. We need him on the show tomorrow. Look, I'm the producer normally. LL Nation, Malik. Right here, he, te- he should be texting him right now.
2: Right now, like, yo, him.
1: we need you on the show
2: need you tomorrow
1: the show. before everything is like dot dot. What's up, man? This is how we do it, we spin it different.
2: Yeah, we just gonna get direct, we can direct a direct line journalism right here. Direct journalism.
1: <laughs> apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube. I would tell you to pull the Nori drink champs and just call them and put them on speaker.
2: Yeah, look, I'm gonna have to in a minute. <laughs> But, you know, he got kids now. so the
1: Nation, in conjunction with Iris Breakdown, all of our great content, leave five stars, leave your comments. We respond to all. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. Woo. That's, that's, the that's huge.
2: Player, that's huge, man. That's, that's my huge. That's, well, his dad was a strength coach for, like, NFL teams for a long time. NFL refs Purdue when Purdue was like kind of fast for the few years they had the four two running backs you know but man congratulations Amir hopefully I mean what 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 is the type, like what is the the objectives as a player person? personnel you handling the media relations what you handling as a the player director
1: I mean hopefully it has something to do with nil hopefully yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, he definitely has. A hopefully,
1: he can come in there and and work with NB Media and talk about the importance of expanding the media coverage. And you know, you don't have to be Dion Sanders in Colorado, but you have to do something. You have a charismatic head coach. Hey, I'm sure that would not mind being followed
2: around. He needs it he during the week. Hammering. Absolutely, sell the program. He need a little YouTube show, you know, just something on the I mean, hey, he he ain't no he ain't too far out the generation of the TikToks and the you Now he need to be coaching too, but you know, as the head coach, you more of like the quarterback. Yeah. You don't got to go run and get the first down necessarily. Necessarily, but you can draw up a play, get your media strategy cuz you know why it's going to lead to his clothing line that the next Apparel deal needs to come in with that fine print, you know that Marcus Freeman line under in that fine print, and Jack needs to sign off on it as a favor for a favor. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know you I can I can you know Jack can hand you a script. You know I just need you to get that Marcus (laughs) Freeman line, man. You know help my guy out.
1: So, like I said, fantastic weekend of sports viewing left fantastic man like saturday was incredible and i get a break in between games i'm getting ready to watch the northwestern ucla game and yes it was shout out to northwestern they game effort very game effort shout out to Shy town zone amari bailey doing things for the bruins
2: wait 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 you're
1: he's from chicago bro wait a
2: minute wait a minute
1: do your research. <laughs> Do your research. He's Do definitely research.
2: Not claiming Chicago, though. He's claiming that's not
1: Miami. true. It's not true. It's not true. Okay. Not true.
2: Well, first of
1: all, look. To me. First of all, I'm
2: a Bailey fan.
1: You could be a fan. My <laughs> daughter, my daughter is is his girl. Okay. Not girlfriend, but I mean that he reps Chicago. In
2: Chicago. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, he's out in Cali. He reps Chicago and the crew that they kick it in. So, yes, let's, let's relax, relax, relax. There you go. I let all you Dayton cats get y'all. Yeah. Can you explain to me why Dayton is always a location in a tournament? What is so special oh. about Dayton, dude? Oh, well,
2: in fact, we have Here a lot go. of historical – story.
1: I was looking for a quick answer, bro. I don't need a <laughs> dissertation. I was looking for a quick answer, but go ahead.
2: Well, you know, we bring all the world leaders, you know, back okay. in back in Obama's time. Okay. We bring all the world leaders to Dayton to, to show them the real culture of America in Dayton, Ohio is the first game of the tournament. Yeah. That's that that right there. Yeah. If we didn't have that, there will be no tournament. Yeah. So Dayton, Ohio has a stronghold in basketball culture. Because remember, who, who beat UCLA when they was undefeated? Back when they had Kareem and all them guys. It was Dayton. Dayton yeah. beat them. Dayton had, we got the we got the plaque and all type Look, We're the shift of culture in basketball. Oh, boy. I'm just saying. That's why like I didn't
1: Back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled programming. I want to say in between games, I got a chance to switch over i had turned away from the world baseball classic we had a quarterfinal game between venezuela and the united states and i'm watching the game and it's a fabulous game the united states jumps out three zip i turn back it's five two so when i turn back venezuela has scored five consecutive runs to go up seven five i'm like what the heck is going on of course, I turn back, and who's standing at the plate for the United States? None other than Chicago, White Sox, Tim Anderson. Who draws a nice walk Then the polar bear? It's a bloop single. Wait, is this the is the game against Canada? No, this is the game against Venezuela.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: They load the bases, and eventually Trey Turner hits a grand slam. <laughs> and and yo. Because they were playing in Miami. Well, you already know Miami is nothing but a mixture of Latino, Cuban, just. It's, it's little crazy. Atlanta. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Atlanta. Stadium goes crazy. They win the game, and then they go on to defeat Cuba yesterday in the semifinals. And now they wait to see who they go. They fly to Japan today. Tomorrow night is the championship. Either they'll face Japan or they'll face Mexico, who they lost to earlier in pool play. So this is going to be very interesting, dude. Everything, everything was dramatic. Everything was dramatic this weekend. It's absolutely fantastic. And this is why I sent out a tweet yesterday, left. That for some reason got all types of responses.
2: Mm.
1: And it was the responses that I got (laughs) had nothing to do with what I meant by the tweet. Of course. Right?
2: It never never does. Right?
1: (laughs) Like, but people actually started breaking it down. Right? So I said, college hoops is no different than college football. This weekend was more evidence. First of all, I want to say that. Let me tell you why college basketball and March Madness has it. Okay. Number one, it is the greatest collection of coaching that you will ever see in one weekend of sports. The coaching in college basketball is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, you need
2: to, game.
1: Just do. Just, just do. When you talk about. The underdogs and the coaches and, and the adjustments they make and how they use their style of play to go up against teams like Purdue and Kansas Purdue and, FDU, and
2: they it's, just kept going to the it's top.
1: Absolutely phenomenal to see the coaches and X's and O's and how they use their strengths to bring out the weaknesses of the bigger teams. Right? You you see ten fantastic coaches every year. On the lower levels. Notre Dame, let me tell you something. If Jack Swarbrick can't come away with a big-time coach from this tournament, he's not good at his job.
2: We should have got the dude from last year that brought the, the Cinderella team. He's uh, not good at his
1: job. Right? You look at Nate Oates was a darling yeah. just about four or five years ago at Buffalo in yeah. a tournament. Yeah. And look what he's built in Alabama. It's killing it. Every year there's a Nate Oates in the tournament. Every Go year. find them.
2: That's how Shaka got his start.
1: Absolutely. Go find them. No, there's no excuse for Notre Dame's men's basketball program not to come out of this tournament when it's all said and done with a big time hire is their next men's basketball.
2: The lower program. hires, I feel like in basketball are the, the sweetest ones. Yes. Uh, for whatever reason, the older, the older basketball coaches, okay, you can get away with it, but there's always the the up-and-coming junior community college basketball coach that's undefeated for, like, three years in a row, goes to a small team, makes them really good. Yes. I don't know what it is about the, the small-time basketball coaches that, I mean, it's 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 amazing to see in the tournament these smaller teams on paper and the roster spots play huge against teams that have been Yes, darling of all, I mean, like, it's just like, man, where are these teams? I think college basketball is way more even than college football.
1: Heck yeah! First of which all, is which why is why I
2: think you're different,
1: you don't have as many scholarships. Every can- the top of the talent, the transfer portal makes it easy for the talent to be dispersed, and then it's not enough scholarships, dude. There's some very talented Hoopers across this country.
2: Wait, you don't think there's enough? Wait, in terms of like full ride scholarships, I thought there was more. Bro, there are
1: there are young men playing D two basketball and D uh, one double a. double a that are definitely worthy to be in the, the tournament. To have the skills to be in the tournament, we see it all the time. Fairly, do fairly Dickinson, their coach leads a Division two school, brings three players with him. And they're playing in the tournament this year, killing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's the amount of talent that is dispersed throughout because the opportunities just aren't there, right?
2: Wait, do you think that was a – is that a, is that a combination with good coaching? You know how if a quarterback has a great coach, he's going to be better on whatever level at that time. Yeah. Do you think it travels? I think coaching matters more in basketball than in football. Well, it, it's coaching matters from the standpoint
1: of game plan. Right. You have to be able to adjust. And this is why it's just like football. Coaching matters. Yeah, it it's does. Not, don't, disrespect, don't disrespect Kirby and no. Dabo and Nick Saban. Like they just roll the ball out, roll the pass out. No, no, no. Coaching matters. Yes. They're really good coaches. They're really good coaches. Kansas is at home. And I look, shout out to Norm Roberts. Man, right-hand man to Bill Self. Right-hand man to Bill Self when he was a head coach of the Fighting Illini. He was a big imprint of why Chicago once again came to the forefront for Illinois recruiting when Bill Self got down there from Tulsa. But let me tell you something. You up four. You up four, with three minutes left in that game against Arkansas. Bill Self brings that home if he's on the sideline. And speedy recovery to Bill Self after his procedure. If Bill yeah. Self is on the sideline instead of Norm Roberts, Kansas is beating Arkansas.
2: Kansas would have beat them because Kansas looked like they had no offense that whole time. That last what six minute stretch, they didn't even have a basket or yeah. even an attempt. It was just yeah. like yeah look real oh,
1: sloppy. That's one thing. Coaching matters. That's my first point. That's what I wanted to point out because it is really a display. It's almost like a a conference of the best coaches.
2: And yeah, they, they, and You uh,
1: get, you really get to see them going at it against one another. You get yeah. to see what the coaches at schools like Florida Atlantic, who was a surprise all year, top 25 team, Fairleigh Steve. Dickinson. No, Coach Henderson, who Twenty years ago, was the point guard for Princeton when they yeah. beat number one UCLA. Now he's the head coach, and you see what Princeton is doing. It's yeah. just man, it's phenomenal narratives, phenomenal stories, and it is clearly a display of great coaching. It's one of the best displays of coaching over a weekend that you're going to see.
2: After. And you'll see that, and you'll see that with the college football expansion playoffs the coaching week to week in playoff situations I hope it'll, so it'll be I like bowl so. game bowl game every every game yeah and and how they well maybe not as close but you'll see a lot of who can coach and who can't cuz I think college football and how it's been framed because it's only been four teams in the playoffs when it matters yeah you're going to see a lot of coaches get exposed for not being able to coach that's going to change a lot in college football because most of the time, guys are getting paid to recruit. Yes. The best coaches are most of the time the ones in the final four, which is the ones that we expect. There's great coaching at Alabama for the most part. Not last year. I'm do not. i I'm I'm not a Bill O'Brien fan, so I wouldn't say last year. But they usually have great coaching. Georgia has the best coaches. I would say they have the best coaches in college football. The way they're able to just – I would say it's more than just the talent they have. They're out scheming teams. Except- Who is this? I'm glad you said that, Left.
1: Because you can out scheme all you want to. This is another reason. Number one, coaching. College football, and college basketball, are the same thing. You need some darn good coaches to win.
2: There's better coaches in college basketball, though, than in college football. Because think about it, high school football can't even coach that way. Well. You think so? listen (laughs) high school football i'll take your word for it love and college or most of college football coaches because a lot of it is the information that what makes the college game different Mm -hmm. than the nfl yeah is a huge gap because of coaching there's so many gimmicks you can do in football now where it's harder to do gimmick basketball like you can do a Fast break, you could be a half-court team, but in football, you like you can do the wing T. That takes a certain level of coaching, or you can be an air raid and everything in between. So I think the level of coaching that you have to have to get everybody on the same page in football is way harder than basketball. Basketball has as many coaches as players, yeah. Which I think is is cool, but it's it's hard to do in football.
1: Yeah. Number one, Sweet 16 starts on March 23rd. We talked about coaching. Number two, just like college football, you need dudes, right? Because, yeah. you you know, if you have more players on the field in football, you need more dudes. You say, well, what are you saying? You need first-round talent. If you're going to win a championship, whether it's football or basketball, you need elite talent some freaks. You need elite talent. Out of the 16 teams, out of the 16 teams left in this tournament, six of those teams have lottery picks. Projection. Out of the 16 teams, six of the teams have projected lottery picks in the 2023 draft, and another three have guys projected to the first round. That could sneak into the lottery with a performance in a sweet 16 and possibly the
2: final four.
1: And that's you a- need big time talent to yeah. win. I don't care how more spread out the talent is. You got to have the ball.
2: NBA guys at least.
1: You need dudes to win national titles. Period. Period. Well, you talking about Nate Oates. Wait a minute. How great a coach he is, he's a much better coach when Brandon Miller is on the floor. I guarantee you that.
2: Are you saying to to win it or to get there? Because Loyola don't have any NBA talent. Loyola ain't win a darn thing. What are you talking about? They got they got to the final four. Name me
1: a champion that did not have a first-round lottery. Pick. Oh um butler. Butler didn't win a championship. Yeah, they did. Well, they didn't. Oh they lost the Duke.
2: Oh, that's right. Let me think.
1: Are you sure? I'm positive.